What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Joshua M. Hicks, senior writer for War Media and host of the In The Scope podcast. I got some great news for you all. Tix Blitz provides the same great seats without service fees. Never pay service fees by switching to TixBlitz.com today. Use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% on all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats for all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com. The world sometimes will bring you down. We've got to stop and look Y'all know what time it is. It is the one and the only Joshua M. Hicks in the scope with your boy. Holla at me on the Instagram and the Twitter. J. I mean, Josh M. Hicks Media. And uh, this this go around is a little different. I know my intro was a little, eh, but you know what? It's been a uh, ton of day. I'm looking outside. It's snow all over the ground. After we just had this rain the other day. I'm thinking the snow's going to be gone. I'm done with snow for at least a little bit because, you know, the winter months start to wind down just a tad bit as we get closer towards uh, March. And I look outside and it's snowing. So it's going to be a blessed time of day today. But I got someone that's going to help liven it up a little bit for us. He's been a really good friend of ours in the, in the media industry and in general. He covers the Lakers, Brooklyn Nets. He's a hometown Bulls guy, especially a huge D Rose fan, which is what I really love with some love about the guy. But we've connected for a while, for a few years, and uh, he's been a really good friend of mine in the, in the industry. He is now a senior writer for Heavy.com. Ashish Mathur, Ashish, my guy. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. Appreciate you having me on, man. Oh, man, I'm glad to have you on. It's been a long time coming for this to happen, man. So I'm finally glad to finally make this happen. And, um, you know, we just talk all things NBA, especially this is a perfect time to talk about it. Bulls on the rise. We got All-Star Weekend coming through in Cleveland this week. So we got a, we got a nice amount of topics to talk about. But let's first talk about the hometown Bulls. We are Chicago group. So we got to talk about the Bulls in general. And what the Bulls are doing so far is honestly incredible, considering you lost a lot of your star firepower. You have Zach Levine in and out the lineup. You have Lonzo being out because of his meniscus. You had Russo out for the longest with his wrist injuries. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. was injured for a while, finally comes back. Same with Javante Green. Had a, a, a whole bunch of ups and downs, COVID, break outbreaks, and, and through all of that, and still not being at fully healthy, full strength, the Bulls are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think it's a huge testament to what Arturis Karnisovic and Mark Eversley are putting together there in the shy. Talk about, just give us your thoughts about what, what surprised you so far about this team as we head into the all-star break as the number one team in the East. I mean, when the Bulls, you know, got DeMar, Lonzo, Cruz, so I was like, all right, you know, there'll be a playoff team, maybe a playing tournament team. I had no idea 
that they would be this good. I mean, if you had told me they'd be the number one team in the East at the All-Star break, I would have laughed at you, honestly. I mean, but it's just a testament to, um, you know, Billy Donovan, you know, his message and his system getting across to the players. Um, I mean, obviously, you can't say enough about DeMar DeRozan. You know, he just made NBA history. I mean, when you can, bro, when you can break a Will Chamberlain record, I mean, right. <laughs> that just, I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about Kareem and LeBron and Jordan as like the goats, but like Will just kind of like that, you know, mythical legend, right? Because, you know, we never saw him play and, you know, they had to uh, record their own stats back then. I don't know if people know that. They had to record their own you know, statistical production back in the day because they didn't have, you know, uh, stats guys to record the box score. So for DeMar to do that, you know, as a perimeter player, I mean, that's just, that's just mind-boggling. That's like some NBA 2K stuff. So um, it's been great, man, for the Bulls to be good again. You, you know, you could tell, you know, the city has really rallied around them. I think they're number one in attendance, you know, with the Bears struggling and, you know, with we don't, you know, with the Blackhawks going through their little scandal, and um, you know, we don't know if the baseball season is going to happen this year. You know, the Bulls have kind of, you know, kind of taken the the pulse of the city. You know, they're a hardworking team. Um, so yeah, it's been great. You know, to watch them play, and um, very very excited to see you know them play in the playoffs, and uh, looking forward to you know Demar you know quieting the critics even more. And looking forward to seeing Zach in the playoffs. I mean, he's one of the most, you know, he's one of the more fun players to watch in the league. So it's going to be fun to see him play, you know, on the league's, you know, biggest stage. And I'm glad you brought that point up about Zach Levine because uh, someone just had an exclusive interview <laughs> with Zach that came, out in the, uh, that came out in the publications as of recently. Talk about mm -hmm. what was it like to, you know, have your exclusive interview um, especially when your big major ones that you just got to heavy um, yeah. interviews uh, to, to come into publication, uh, being with Zach Levine. What was that like? It was great, man. You know, Zach is a really down to earth guy. You know, he's very friendly with the media. Um, it was my, it was my second time interviewing him, but I don't think he remembered me. Uh, I don't hold any grudge for them. I mean, he meets new people every day almost. Right. So, um, yeah, he's a great guy. You know, the interview was uh, set up through Klarna, uh, which is like this new fashion app that he partnered with. So, you know, we talked about, you know, fashion and, um, you know, I think fans are going to get to vote for his all-star look um, when he gets introduced in the tunnel in Cleveland. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, but then, you know, we also talked about ball and, um, you know, we talked talked about him being on a winning team for the first time. You know, I was really curious to know how he was able to recover from his ACL injury um, in such an emphatic way. You know, obviously we're both Dero's guys, right? So, you know, Derek never got back to that level after the ACL injury. To me, Zach has almost gotten more explosive. He didn't agree with me. He said, you know, I don't think I'm as explosive, but I mean, he, he's a very unique case where, you know, a lot of players, you know, they don't come back from that, but he's gotten better. So, you know, we talked about that and, you know, all the hard work that he's done with his dad in the off season, um, you know, 
I asked him a Michael Jordan question, which was pretty cool. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of put a little bit of pressure on him. You know, I said, you know, if he keeps up this pace, you know, he could be the second best shooting guard in Bulls history, right? You know, because he's, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the reaction he had too, you know, because he's, you know, he's second in Bulls history in points per game. He's third in three-pointers. Um, he'll probably be first, you know, maybe by next season. So, you know, I mean, there's a chance he could be, you know, the second best shooting guard in Bulls history. And he just, he had that reaction to it, but he was also really appreciative of it because, you know, he's, um, he's been through, he's been through a lot for a young player, you know, traded ACL, you know, the Kings gave him a, you know, offer sheet. There were rumors that the Bulls didn't want to match it. They matched it. You know, then they called him an empty stats player. And this is the year that all, I feel like all of his hard work is finally, you know, paid off. You know, he's on the best team in the East, all star for the second year. You know, he's kind of getting that, that Devin Booker treatment, right? You know, where Devin Booker was putting up those crazy numbers in Phoenix, but they weren't winning. Yeah. Then the then the first year you give him Chris Paul, they make it to the finals. Well, you the first year you give Zach Levine really good players. They're the best team in the East. So uh, it was a great interview. You know, I really appreciated his time and, um, you know, just wishing him the best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, man, I was, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been reading this and I'm looking over it again and he, and just, I think one thing that stood out to me was you brought up how, you know, what's his favorite bulls all time starting five. And he pretty much has four people and one guy that's technically not an all time bull. <laughs> right. That was, that was strange. Um, so I, so I didn't put this part in the interview cause it was kind of, uh, you know, like sometimes the interview you gotta, you know, eliminate some stuff just cause it doesn't really fit in. Um, there was one part in the interview where I was like, bro, like you gotta put yourself in there too. And he was like, no, 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 I don't. You know, he said, you know, I'm one of the most competitive people in the world, but you know, I don't think I'm an all time bull yet. But I was thinking, man, like, how are you going to stop a team with Derek, Michael, Scotty, and Levine? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and then you could put Joakim or Dennis at the five, you know, because you could yeah. probably play Scotty as, you know, the small ball power forward, right? right. Um, but yeah, man, he went with Powell, which was interesting. I mean, Powell was only here for two years. Um, right. I think he was an all-star both years, right? Um, I, yeah, I think so. I think he was. You know, I mean, he was a double double guy, but I mean, it, I was I was a little surprised. But then, you know, when he talked about him being an LA guy, you know, Colby fan, you know, it kind of made sense. But um, it's funny. I showed that I showed that quote to one of my you know really good friends, and he was like, "Nah, man, get that out of here." <laughs> so that was kind of it was funny to get that reaction, bro. But um, I mean, to each his own, right? Right. It it, it definitely is, and I think honestly, this was like the perfect time we get to see in a way i'm not saying exactly being as peaked but mm -hmm. we've seen the beginning of a rock that's like the second step to the rise of what zach levine really can be and i think bringing in demar DeRozan really helped with that because even with demar DeRozan, dude's been on a tear i mean i know mm -hmm. he's always been you know a top guard in this league to me um, I've always viewed him as one of the most underrated guys, especially since he was in San Antonio at the time. He was quietly putting up 22 points a game, which is like, come right. on now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to do that on the Popovich system is very difficult to do in general. For um, sure. 
So for that to happen, and he was already rising in the facilitation game, assist-wise, I always thought his game being a mid-range and Zach Levine kind of being a three-level scorer, mm-hmm. that would mesh well regardless. But I think the fact that even though this is Zach Levine's team, it's like, in a way, I kind of view it, kind of, and not exactly, but similar in some senses, to kind of what LeBron did with in Cleveland. When you had Kyrie and Kevin Love, there were moments right. where we all knew this was LeBron's team. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was like, all right, Kyrie, you can go do your thing. I'll, I'll come this up when I need to the most in certain areas where I need to be. But we know that even though this, you're, this is what it can look like for you, you're, you're going to be that number two where you can just go to work. You do what you got to mm-hmm. do. Zach Levine, we know this is Zach Levine's team for the long run. Right. And, probably, and as of right now, he is the face of the franchise. But having DeMar DeRozan being that number two guy in a Kyrie Irving type of ass where you can just go to work and just go and just score whenever, he's been on yeah. a tear. And that tandem, that duo really works and it proved a lot of haters wrong, especially since this offseason, DeMar DeRozan was <laughs> viewed as literally the worst signing of the offseason. I, I, mean, I mean, you can never blame players for hating the media, right? Because, like, how – you know, I saw an interview DeMar did with um, GQ recently. He's like, but how are, how are you going to tell me that I can't do something when, I've, when I know how hard I've worked at this, right? And, and that's like me telling a doctor how to do his job. You know, like, I'm not a doctor, bro. Like, I'm a sports writer. So like, how am I, you know, going to tell somebody else what they're going to do? Um, and it's funny that you bring that up. I asked Zach, you know, about, you know, what was his mindset going into the season, right? You know, with adding two other ball handlers and DeMar Alonso. And I loved his answer, man. He was like, look, I'm going to be Zach Levine on the court regardless, right? But if I can give a little bit to where can play a little bit more off the ball, let DeMar do his thing, let, Zon- let, let Lonzo push the ball in transition, that's going to be the, for the betterment for our team, right? So. I think, I mean, again, I had no idea DeMar was going to be doing what he's doing, right? I mean, I didn't think it was the worst signing in the NBA, but, I mean, he is, I mean, he's having a career year at 32. I mean, how many players can say that, right? Uh, I mean, he's an incredible player, incredible human being. I mean, everything he's been through, you know, with his, you know, with the trade and his dad passing away and dealing with mental health issues, like he was, feel like him and Kevin Love were like the first two stars right to kind of come out and say hey I'm dealing with something and that's okay and I think that's 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 so important man uh, you know especially you know you see what Ben Simmons is dealing with right now right so um I mean <laughs> they said Zach and DeBarra wouldn't be able to coexist and they're the highest scoring duo in the league like <laughs> I mean they they are they are a perfect tandem because, like you said, Zach's a three-level scorer, and De- I mean, Demar's hit a couple threes this year. I know he's shooting like over thirty percent, but I mean, it's got to the point, man. Like when he misses, you're like, "You all right, bro?" Like, <laughs> I mean, he's shooting over fifty percent, you know, during this crazy scoring streak that he's on. So, um, kudos to Billy Donovan for you know getting those ego or you know like. Because you know every player has an ego. You can't make it to the NBA without having an ego, right? So, 
credit to him for you know putting those egos aside and getting everybody to mesh and um it's been great it's been great to watch them um you know sit atop the eastern conference for the first time since i think the acl year with Derek. right i mean we haven't been this good since that year this good yeah yeah uh we've definitely made it to the playoffs in other years but we, we struggled to get past that first round we, yeah, man. We struggled, yeah. To, we struggled to get past that first round. Um, right. And this year, obviously, we have a good chance of getting back to that le- that level when Derrick Rose was fully healthy, um, mm. you know, in that MVP year. And one of, the, one of the people that can help us with that is Tristan Thompson. The Bulls are reportedly uh, signing him up once he clears lit waivers. I think it's a big pickup because – um obviously can stay out of trouble and not deal with these and not, and not steal people's girlfriends um <laughs> i think he will be decent for the bulls as long as he stays focused because of the defensive because of his defense that he brings his toughness that he brings and he can rebound these are all the these three things that we need especially when you talk about having a backup for vooch um yeah it's funny that you said that because like he used to kill us man when he was on the have bro like i remember that that 2015 uh eastern conference semifinals where Derek hit that game winner and then lebron hit the game or the night's game bro he was killing us on the offensive boards that series yeah. and you know one of the reasons uh i was excited that we drafted bobby portis in that next year's draft so i was like yo we finally have somebody who can like match like it's like Tristan Thompson's only like 6'9", I think, right? So he, just, he just plays with so much energy. That's how he gets his rebounds. So I'm like, yo, BP is going to be our guy to kind of match that energy. Because, you know, Taj, you know, Taj was really good at rebounding too, but he was kind of, you know, getting there in age, right? And can't believe he's still playing, by the way. Shout out to Taj, man. That's my guy. Um but I was really excited about BP being that guy who could mesh with Thompson. But then, you know, as we know, that whole season, Fred Horberg's first year was just a disaster. You know, I, I don't even want to, I don't want to get into that, bro. But <laughs> yeah, Tristan Thompson's a great pick. Like you said, you know, stay out of trouble, bro. Like don't, don't, don't go to Hubbard Street or the Magnificent <laughs> Mile or anything like that, man. Like let's let's just stay focused and um, yeah, I mean. We don't know, obviously, the contract details yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be for the vet minimum, right, for the rest yeah. of the season. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of worse players you could get to be your backup center. So, um, another great pickup by the Bulls front office. I mean, they've done an incredible job turning this team around in two years. Yeah, that's very true, man. And I've, I've been on previous shows talking and talking about how the Bulls, even though they didn't do anything at the trade deadline, they could be big winners in the buyout market because the situation is just like this. We have veteran players that are, um, that have quality talent. They're trying to get a championship ring. They want to go to a contender. And mm-hmm. then looking at the, how the Bulls are constructed and what we're doing over in, and on the, at the Madhouse on Madison. Right. I mean, it's, it's a testament to show that even players, are wanted, player, players want to actually come to the Bulls, which is something we have lacked for years. And when it comes for years, to bro. So yeah, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought T- Tristan was going to go to the Lakers. You know, yeah, with Bron. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, the fact that he chose the Bulls, I mean, like you said, like, I mean, the fact that Jamar Alonzo chose the Bulls was big in, in itself. I mean, because like you said, we missed out on LeBron, Wade, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, Carmelo Anthony. Jo- I mean, the list goes on and on, bro. So, um, it's, it's a dawn of a new era, man. Chicago, I mean, uh, Mark Eversley and AK, I mean, they are just... They're incredible. I mean, I kind of wish they could run the Bears too, but <laughs> you know, we'll, that's it. We'll see. We'll see what Ryan Poles and those guys can do. But I mean, you can't say enough about what these guys have done. I mean, in two years, I mean, to get Vooch last year, to get rid of Denzel and Felicio and um, Otto Porter and, and uh, Lori Murray, I mean, just all these guard packs players, man, just get rid of all of them. And just phenomenal. Uh, it's just phenomenal, man. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Hopefully, uh, the Bulls can take this to the next level and go deeper to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. See this being as we get ready for All Star Weekend going into um, the second half of the season. Do you think the Bulls have a chance of getting that <sighs> championship status? I I don't know. I'm a little I'm I'm a little skeptical, especially since. You're talking about uh, Brooklyn Nets, moves they made with uh, getting Ben Simmons. I think people don't understand how scary Ben Simmons is going to be in that backcourt with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, especially if Kyrie can play all the games. You know, that's scary. James Harden, Joel Embiid, that's a nasty duo too. Miami. Miami's, you know, it's always, uh, always in the mix. And, you know, Boston's been improving as of late. Yeah, Boston's been crazy. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know from a Bulls perspective if they'll, if they'll make it to the championship. They have, I think they have a good chance of maybe hitting the Eastern Conference Finals. But yeah, I think um, it also kind of depends on who we play, right, in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if the playoffs started today, they play. Oh well, they have that playing tournament now, right? So. Let's just say hypothetically, like they play the Hawks in the first round. I mean, dude, Trey Young's a monster. And I mean, like, I know Lonzo Ball is an incredible defender, but like, dude, he is like impossible to guard in the pick and roll. And I mean, John Collins is a good Daniel guy. You know, like, I think the Bulls would be favored, but like, if I didn't watch the series, and then somebody told me, hey, Atlanta won, I'd be like, I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's on the matchups. Um, Brooklyn is interesting, right? Because, like, they're they're 4-12 and 12 since Kevin Durant went down. Um, they went on, like, a 12-game losing streak or something. Um, and look, man, like, we, I mean, I know you play basketball too, right? Like, you can look good on paper, but that doesn't mean anything. So, like, like yeah, like, like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden look scary. Look what happened. Yeah. Um, I will say I really do like that trade for Brooklyn. I mean, Seth Curry, like, when I saw that they got Seth Curry, I'm like, oh, my. Like, more, he's – I think people forget that he's third in NBA history and three-point field goal percentage. He's better than his brother. Like percentage wise, um, wow. then you got then you got Drummond, I mean, who's a walking double double. 
Um, and, you know, for all his flaws, I think we all know what Ben Simmons can't do. But what he can do is really good. Like, he's an all-NBA defender. I mean, he's one of the few players who can, you know, grab a rebound on one end, you know, weave in and out of traffic on the fast break and finish at the rim or kick it out to Seth or Kyrie or KD. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like, yeah, if the Bulls matched up against the Nets, I think the Nets would be favored. Um, but I mean, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that mandate's going to change in New York City. So I think Kyrie is only going to be able to play in road games. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Bulls can get to the finals um, because Zach's never been to the playoffs. Lonzo's never been to the playoffs. Um, Vooch has played, I think, eleven playoff games only. So I mean. I know Caruso won the championship with the Lakers, but I mean, come on, man. That was, that was LeBron in AT, right? So um, it's really only DeMar who's got valuable playoff experience. And we know that the playoff basketball is so different from regular season ball. Like the game just slows down. Like if you cannot score in the half court, you are not. That's why Ben Simmons struggles in the playoffs, right? Because if you can't do, if you can't score in the half court, you will not play well in the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know, man, who's going to win the East. Cause like, it's just so wide open. I mean, Miami, you know, I think they have the best coach. And I think that's, I feel like having a better coach in this series can like automatically get you two wins, no matter like who you're coaching. Right. So I, I think right now my pick, bro, we haven't even mentioned the Bucks. How did we not mention that? Oh, game? snap. You're right. <laughs> right? Like they have the best, they have the best player in the East, maybe in the NBA. Uh, their big three, Giannis, Drew, and Chris Milton. I mean, that's just unstoppable, dude. So I, I I cannot believe we didn't mention them. Um, so yeah, I think I think my favorite would probably be the Bucks right now, but yeah. I think I would have the Bulls at third behind Milwaukee and Miami. I put him out of Brooklyn. Okay. Out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Sixers. I've never been a big James Harden guy. So uh I mean obviously he's an incredible player, right? But um I mean there's a reason he's never won a championship. So like, I mean yeah facts are facts are facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Extra facts. That's true. That's true. Um, everybody listening right now, you're listening to heavy.com senior writer Ashish Mathur. Um, Ashish, uh, let's get you know, sticking to the facts is you know, as we transition to the West, real briefly, you know, you cover the Lakers as well. And the Lakers, uh, well, yeah, that's that's just who they are <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much how that's pretty much how it is. This is that type of season. Um, you know, struggling to figure out how to implement Russ, even though LeBron is doing what he's doing, you know, trying to make sure he can stay healthy because that body's starting to hit a little bit. And um, AD, I, he's just a magnet for getting hurt. He, he got hurt again last night in that Utah game, which was a really bad ankle sprain, did not look good at all. They saying he's, he's going to be out for maybe up to four weeks. I mean, but there is – there is, I guess, maybe a, a, a light at the little bit of light at the end of the tunnel when you think about how Russ has played these last couple of games. Sure. And 
he has, you know, in a way kind of found a rhythm mm-hmm. where now he knows how to fit with LeBron and they know what role to, he can play in to, yeah. to maximize the chances of winning on this roster. Um, what, what, do you th- what do you make of the Lakers situation and how it pertains to the big three that's over there with Russ, LeBron, and AD? Like, do they have a chance of getting out of this hole that they're in? Well, I mean, first of all, that was a really good win last night um, to come back against Utah, especially, I mean, bro, the AD injury, like, that was so hard to watch because, like, his ankle, like, touched the floor, basically. Like, oh, man, that was this Chicago native. You know, we always got to root for our Chicago guys, right? So prayers up to AD, man. I, be, I mean, luckily it wasn't a break. I think x-rays came back negative already. So that's good, but... I mean, that was a really good win last night. Like, I thought I thought they were going to get blown out after AD got hurt. And they were down by 12 with six minutes left. And then LeBron was like, all right, man. <laughs> like, look, I'm from Chicago, so Michael Jordan will always be my GOAT, right? But, like, LeBron is – LeBron is unbelievable, man. <laughs> like, for what he's doing at his age and how many miles he has on his body, like we will never see this ever again. Um, he's, he, and like, so like my thing is like, as long as LeBron is playing at this level, you can't count them out because that's just how good he is. And like you said, Russ, yeah, he's played a little bit better. He played good in the Golden State game, um, played good last night. He's just got to stop shooting. Just like, <laughs> just because, just put your head down and get to the rim. Because, like, when he does that, he's still really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he hasn't shot that stupid bank shot the last two games. Thank God. It was getting, it was getting, it was getting bad for him, bro. Like, it, it was, it was getting bad. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, they're four and a half games back of Denver for the sixth spot. And you have to you have to be one through six to be out of the playing tournament, right? So, again, you know, it's very hard to bet against LeBron because he just always seems to figure out a way. But this team's a mess, man. I mean, they have no shooting. Um, I mean, Malik Monk is probably their best shooter. Um, although, you know, when Melo comes back, you know, the floor will be spaced a little bit more. But, I mean, it's just – I think they have the toughest schedule or one of the toughest schedules in the league after the all-star break. Um, and I mean, they just don't have any shooting, man. And like, it just blows my mind that like, like if I was a general manager of LeBron's team, I'd be like, all right, let's just get him as many shooters as he can. And it's like Polinka was like, all right, let's just get him no shooters. You know what I'm saying? Like you get a rust who can't shoot. God, you know, Trevor Ariza, who's, you know, at the end of his career, you know, who else they got? They got Avery Bradley. I mean, that decision not to trade for Buddy Heald is really going to yeah, come back to haunt them for a long time. And that's LeBron and 80s fault. I mean, we don't I mean, it's obviously reports, right? But, you know, the reports are that LeBron and 80s said, no, get me Russ. Um so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I, they're definitely not winning the championship. That's for sure. I mean, you could take that to the bank. But, um, 
I mean, in the playing tournament, I guess anything can happen. And then if they get to the playoffs, I mean, you know, who wants to face LeBron in the playoffs, right? So, I mean, even I mean, it took Phoenix six games last year to win two in the first round. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just been a it's been a tough season for them. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be this bad, but I mean, I knew when they got Westbrook that it wasn't going to be good, just because it's just not a good fit, man. It's not nothing against Russ; he's a, a future Hall of Famer, but you got to look at history and. LeBron teams do better when you have shooters and they just don't have any shooting. So uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got for Lakers fans who are looking for a, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I think this is, I think this is who they are. Um, they have a tough schedule after the break. It's not like LeBron's going to be, he's not, he's playing the all-star game in Cleveland. It's not like he gets to rest this weekend. So it is what it is, man. I mean, the fact that they still have to rely on a 37-year-old, I mean, that's just tough, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely is tough. And like, I don't know if it's going to happen. Like you said, I think one of the biggest things that we kind of have to counter into is the fact that half the West is banged up right now. Uh, yeah, that's true. It is banged up, but they can get players to come back too. Denver's playing without mm-hmm. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. They're supposed to come back yeah. this season. Um, right. Clippers are without Kawhi and Paul George, mm-hmm. but you might get Paul George this season. There's been up and down reports about they might get Kawhi this season. Yeah. You know, like having those players come back, and it's not making things any easier for the Lakers. So I don't know how they'll be able to pull it off either. But those are things that we definitely have to consider when we're talking about LeBron being LeBron and reeling his team back. Like, I don't – as much as we love LeBron, I don't know if it's going to happen. Heck, honestly, at this point, I don't even know if he's going to be coming back next season. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, you just don't know considering, you know, recent reports about Bronny wanting to go play in the same pits at St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. He wants to go play where – you know, be, with his, be like his dad. And, he's, and Cleveland's looking pretty nice this year. <laughs> So LeBron probably, back to Cleveland. Yes, yeah, so he might but me I mess around go back to Cleveland on a lot on a random you just don't know. Um, you just don't know. He, you know, he liked the idea for all-star break and talking about he needed some Cleveland brothers to go back to Cleveland with him. Yeah. So you that know. would be that would be insane, man, if you went back to Cleveland. I mean, both fans are finally all right, we're finally done with LeBron. And then he comes back, he's like, not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but if those reports are true, mm-hmm. it's increased. I think it does increase chances. And speaking of Cleveland, all-star mm-hmm. weekends in Cleveland this year. Now I'm now I'm not gonna lie, I am like Joe Kim though, like Cleveland, who wants to go to Cleveland? <laughs> but that's where it's at, home of LeBron and, mm-hmm. and uh, amongst others. And this year, you know, obviously. They switch things up a little bit, I think, with the ride. Is it the Rise of Stars Challenge or the Skills Challenge? One of them, too. They switch things up. Yeah, I, I, I forgot which one, too. But you're right. Yeah, they're switching things up with that. Um, what are you actually looking forward to with All-Star Weekend going on this weekend? Is there anything you're going to be paying attention to more uh, specifically? Uh, if Zach plays... Um, I would like for him to win the three-point contest. So he would be the first player ever 
to win the dunk contest and three-point contest. I think that would be really cool. Just That just shows how versatile he's become since he came into the league, right? Um, I forgot I forgot who's in the dunk contest this year. I know OB Toppins in it. Uh, I forgot who else. I mean, I think Jalen Green's in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he's got crazy bounce. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I feel like All-Star Weekend's kind of lost a little – uh, a little flustered over the years. Um, although I will admit that that game in Chicago, uh, in 2020, when like they were going at it in the fourth quarter, that was fun, yeah. So maybe if they do that again, that would be cool, but um, yeah, you know, we'll just see, you know, what kind of cool dunks we can see, you know, hopefully, uh, Zach. Um, you know, health-wise, is, is able to give it a go. And it'd be really cool for him to win the three-point contest, man. I mean, that's – that's whenever you can make NBA history, I mean, that's never to be taken lightly, right? So um, I would say that. So, I mean, the game is always, you know, blah until the fourth quarter, right, when they start playing. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, just enjoy, enjoy, you know – LeBron again, you know, never take him for granted, obviously. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel you. I feel you on that. I'm I'm in I concur with you in, right. in that regards. I also want to be paying paying attention to what rumors come out of All-Star Weekend. Mm. Because we all know All-Star Weekend is like another recruiting trip. Yeah. <laughs> and, true. and the Bulls have two people going down there. Right. You no, know, so you just wonder, okay. I'm trying to think like what are there any are there any players there who are like rumored to be disgruntled or something? Um that's yeah, I don't we, we don't know. Uh yeah. No, really Dame, Dame like Damon Lillard's not there, Donovan Mitchell's not there. Um I think they'll be present. In some way, they'll shape be present. Form. Okay, I think I think they will in some way, shape, or form. You know, just okay. because whenever business stuff, business stuff, they may take care of off the court. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That that's something to consider. Yeah, Bradley Beal really doesn't make sense, right? Because we have Zach. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can't really I, just off the top of my, I can't really think of any players because you're right. I mean, All Star Weekend is. A uh, huge recruiting process. I mean, that's where Katie and Kyrie decided they're going to play in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, just off the top of my head, I can't think of like any player there who's like on the fed, like contract coming up or, you know, rumored to be unhappy. I mean, I think the only players we have right now in that camp are Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, um, Bradley Beal. I mean, neither Mitchell nor Beal makes sense for the Bulls, right? Because we have Levine, uh, Lillard. I mean, God, that would be incredible. <laughs> like, um, I mean, he 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 said today again that he's committed to Portland. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you're right, man. Let's see what happens. Let's see if there's a, you know, if, they, if Demar. Uh, Zach do some recruiting. Uh, the Bulls really don't need much. I mean, they they needed another big man. They got Tristan. Um, you know, they have three 20-point scorers already, and 
and Zach, Damar, and, and Vooch. Kobe White's playing great. Um, I mean, yeah, they have the best record in the East, man. Like, don't mess up the chemistry while it is. But if something happens where they falter in the playoffs, you know, then we'll be able to see, hey, this is what they're missing. Then maybe we can go back and say, hey, maybe they spoke to this guy at All-Star Weekend. Maybe he can, you know, join the puzzle, right? Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man, for sure. Yeah, I think that's actually going to be more towards the, um, obviously, for offseason purposes, right? Our, yeah. our first Carnesivist, Mark Eversley, they are always strategic behind what they do, and they've shown that they will move in silence. You, so you never know what type of conversation maybe have behind the scenes. I wouldn't even be surprised if, you know, people that are at All-Star Weekend, big men, you know, we talked about big man help, right? I think Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks is going to be a free agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're right. You know, he, I don't know if he's going to be present during that, during that time, but you never know what could happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, things of that sort could, take, could be taking place. You never know if maybe – our guy D Rose wants to come home one last time. You never know, right? Like, <laughs> you never Please. know. Like, Please. it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, obviously it may not happen, but the yeah. fact that, oh, maybe this was discussed at All Star Weekend, or maybe, or unfortunately, like Zach Levine, he's on a contract year. Obviously, it's he's supposed to come to, you know, we're supposed to sign into a max deal, um, and I'm pretty sure Arturis Cornelius is going to do everything he can to make sure that happens. But at the same time, let's be serious. You know, he's also a free agent, technically. Yeah, this true. I didn't even think about that, bro. You know, people are going to try to recruit him to go wherever they need to go. He's, he's going to be in the trenches with them. But the fact that DeMar is there, I think that can help out as well. But, you know, those are the things that we need to you – know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. Even though we, I, we may not expect certain things to happen, just to see what type of rumblings took place. That's what I'm interested in, aside from everything. Like you said, All-Star Weekend has lost its fluff, but rumors yeah. never got. But the rumors, not. Nah, they never – they always make things juicy and interesting. So I want to see what takes place. So we're coming from all of that for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I totally forgot about um, Zach being a free agent. That's interesting. Yeah, he's a free agent in the shoe game, and he's a free agent – he's going to be a free agent mm. in the actual league too. So we'll see if he picks up both of those deals as he – continues his rise to stardom. Um, yeah. Everybody listening right now, you are listening to my guy, Ashish Mathur. Um, Ashish, um, before we wrap up here, man, what you got going on? What you got in the next, uh, in the next, you know, you know a couple of weeks or so that project that you're working on for our audience to follow? Oh, that's a good question. Um, nothing, uh, nothing big at the moment. Um, yeah, nothing big at the moment, man. Uh, just, you know, just write, you know, just grinding, right, you know, aggregating, you know, whatever's going on. Um, you know, the Zach Levine interview kind of came out of nowhere. So, you know, very blessed to do that. But, um, yeah, nothing too big, bro. You know, just kind of taking it easy. And um, if something happens, you know, obviously I'll let you know. But, yeah, nothing, nothing too big planned as of right now. Okay. Okay. Well, well, as we continue to obviously grind within this season and everything, yeah. where can our audience continue to track and follow the work that you do? Yeah. So I'm on Twitter at a, and then my last name, M A T H U R 25. Uh, that's probably the best place to reach me. You know, my author's page is there. Tweets are obviously there. So 
if you're a big D Rose guy, big NBA guy, make sure to give me a follow because I feel like I'm a pretty good follow. <laughs> <laughs> Most yeah. definitely. And everybody listening, you can follow me on Instagram and the Twitter at Josh M. Hicks Media. And you can follow War Media on Instagram and Twitter as well at War Media and YouTube. We're all over YouTube. You can find this episode on YouTube as well as um, all podcast platforms. War on Anchor. Spot, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We're on all platforms. Um, and, you know, we're, we're out here. We're, we're out here doing our thing. So definitely give us a follow, subscribe. You don't want to miss out on, on, on any of the stuff we got coming up. Ashish, my guy. Finally glad we were able to make this happen, man. Thank you for some, for coming on my show. I really appreciate it. Um, let's obviously continue to follow the work that you do. And we're gonna get you and we're gonna get you coming back on the show soon. Oh, absolutely, man. Whenever you need me, I'm always here, bro. All right, man. I appreciate that. You have a good one. You too, man. <laughs>